there. Welcome to Kim Moffat is a Fan. My guest today is Marcea Monroe. You may know Marcea from shows like Chuck, Heart of Dixie, Impastor, Episodes, and The Rookie. I met Marcea years ago on Heart of Dixie. She played Tansy Truett and was just kind of one of those guest stars that like everybody was so excited to have back every time she was in an episode because she's, she's just so nice. She's just so nice. Uh, not only is she a friend, I am also legitimately a fan. She was in two of my all-time favorite shows, Studio 60 and Chuck, so I always love to ask her about that. Also, if you have not watched episodes before, it's streaming on Showtime, and I can't recommend it enough. She's great. She's funny. Please enjoy Mercea Monroe. Is it working now? Is this is this now we're it's working? This is the show. This oh, is amazing. It. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. We did it. You're and so far you're nailing it. Um, do we want to tell people what just happened, or should we just go straight it's into it? Only if they really want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> we had tech issues. We had tech issues. Technical difficulties. Everything's great. Everything's <laughs> great. I just realized that someone. Um, I'm sure someone's made this analogy, but that like talking about tech issues on Zooms or podcasts is sort of like the new. Uh, talking about traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that your way of telling me move on? You're bored by this? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I just, I just realized I'm like, oh, that's the like modern day, ugh, so, you know, stuck in traffic snoozer. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather hear? Someone talk about traffic or mm. someone tell you about their dream that doesn't, you're not in it. You're not a part of it. They're just telling you. Oh, oh um, <laughs> Traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take their vacation photos over to that. <laughs> it is boring. I always, when I'm trying to tell someone like a dream that they were in, I'll be like, I know this is boring. Hang on, oh. you're in it. Stick around because oh. you're going to hear your name in a minute and that'll be interesting at least. Keep Maybe, it to know. yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> Speaking of, I just bought, well, actually, I don't know if it's a dream journal. Um, Artist Way, which I, Ooh. is it? That's not, that is that anything? I don't know. It hasn't come yet. I know, whatever. That's so when you're 19, but still. I haven't done it, but um, I, I want to. And I hear people talk about how like amazing and incredible and empowering it is. Yeah, I've heard about it for decades. And I just finally was like, wait, why haven't I read this or done it or followed it? Now you're gonna. Yeah, I can't wait. Podcast phase two. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Um, so for for this podcast, I've been having people introduce themselves. Just it was I it started because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and then <laughs> someone thought it was cute, and um, it still works out nicely for me because I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So someone else can like you'll introduce yourself, and then we'll go from there. Does that Great. work? <laughs> work. <laughs> Love it. Everything stays in, but now twenty minutes into the episode. <laughs> I guess introduce yourself. Great. Hi, I'm Rosanne Monroe. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. And thank you for going into such detail. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> like absolutely no context whatsoever. Um, Not at all. Like you want some info? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Tell me about yourself. We, uh, we met on the show Heart of Dixie. I'm an actress. I was acting on that. I'm an actress. I'm doing this podcast from London, but I often see you when I'm in LA. I go between the two countries. Um, I mean, you know, life's pretty good. Feel grateful. <laughs> 
I'm not (laughs) strongest interview strongest intro I love it (laughs) um I am very excited to talk about the London part of aspect of it because I feel like I can ask you I'm gonna ask you some questions about London and you can knowing as you know not being a, a trash human who knows nothing about anything that's me um i'm just gonna ask you questions about it awesome so, i don't know if i can answer them because i don't really we'll leave see. my house but great great we'll see <laughs> you don't leave your house <laughs> just yeah okay well then i'll ask really specific questions about the house and do my neighbor have, oh what's going on with your neighbor do you no i just mean like oh. i can see right now my neighbor my neighbor has a beautiful pink house um so i um uh, and I know they walk their dogs a lot because I can see them out the window. <laughs> That's about the extent. Nice. <laughs> That's the hot goss in London. Hot, hot goss. They're really good to their animals. <laughs> <laughs> how um how how like pink are we talking here? Pastel. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Nice. There's a lot of pastel buildings in London, like on these cute little side streets, like Notting Hill and um like all the, you know, these sort of beautiful townhouses with all these colors. It's so nice. I didn't know. <laughs> this is real. So I, I think that Notting Hill might actually be my favorite movie. I go back and forth. Uh, for a long time, I thought it was, well, I went to film school. So for a long time, I'd be like, it's called Scotland PA. You've probably never heard of it. It's uh, <laughs> Macbeth, but if they set up a uh, fast food, the first fast food restaurant in America, that's because that's what film school does to you. It makes you an asshole. But then, or then, educated. No, 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 no. I mean, Scotland PA is like good, but like nobody says that's their favorite movie. And like, come on, your favorite movie has got to be a movie you can watch a hundred times. Yeah, true, uh, true, true, true. Um, so, but I go back and forth between it being Titanic and Notting Hill. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Notting Hill. Hill in forever, but I feel like um, that movie is probably a huge reason why the area obviously, you know, has so many people visit it. I didn't know it was a real area. <laughs> oh, you got to go. It's so cute. <laughs> I felt like the last year and a half. <laughs> it's so cute was- and now busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. I just thought it was like an invented area. But is it oh. it's cute though? It's so cute. I mean, yeah, it's adorable. There's, um, you know, I think, I wonder, I think that bookstore might be real. I feel like it is. Um, obviously, I'm not really an authority on it because I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's absolutely adorable. You're running for mayor of Notting Hill. <laughs> I think I have a bookstore. I think a bookstore is real. <laughs> From that, like, that movie, it's cute. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the movie, but it is cute. The- so uninformed. <laughs> The movie is so funny. Like, it's a cute rom-com also because it's Richard Curtis and he's excellent. But it's also so – there's so many, like, funny parts in it. Yeah, but he's funny. He he, Okay. Well. Right? I I mean, he's – I don't know. I feel like he has such a great sense of humor. Like, in his work, I feel like there's – you know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the cat. She wants to be a part of this podcast. So (laughs) I hope that's okay with you. She all of a sudden just started talking. She has opinions on Notting Hill as well. (laughs) What is she – well, she thinks that the Julia Roberts character is not always the nicest, but agree. Think, yeah, she understands her though. She gets it. Yeah, because she <laughs> she relates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I do get what she's talking about, and uh, you know. <laughs> um, here are my other questions about about London Town. Yes. What is a Christmas market? Well. It's so funny you should say that because last Saturday I went with seven girlfriends to a Christmas market, not London, but in Belgium, in Brussels. So 
what I thought a Christmas market was, was, you know, a bunch of cute little chalets, little like house things that they build sort of around the city that sell different sort of Christmassy things that, you know, wooden ornaments, whatever. And I loved Brussels, but the Christmas, the quote Christmas market, there was not one Christmas thing. They were selling things, but like nothing really, it was candles or, you know, aprons or I think the idea being you can get gifts, but like okay. I thought, oh, there's going to be like a thousand ornaments. Um, so it was a really, it, it was only two hours on the train, which is amazing that you can go, you know, to another country in two hours. That's incredible. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So that part was great. But the Christmas market part, I have yet to still really um, dive into. Although London does have great ones, probably like 10 minutes from my house, but I just <laughs> chose to go to Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> two hours away and you're bragging about that. It's yeah. amazing. It's only two hours away. But <laughs> <laughs> I could have walked down the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess just things selling, you know, cute little vent, like vendors selling cute handmade things, small business, um, whether Christmas related or not, you might get a, you know, cutting board or some nice olive oil or, you know, Ooh. who knows some, some truffles, <laughs> a meat pie, you know, <laughs> you're selling me <laughs> a meat They're, pie. Yeah. Go get your meat pies. There's a place called Pie Minister. Uh, isn't that good? <laughs> That's really good. I like that. And actually, they have branched out because they're now also in Whole Foods, which I think is – I love when businesses expand. I don't know. Great for them. I'm happy for them. So anyway, yeah. you can get your Pie Minister now at Whole Foods. Shout out to Pie Minister. <laughs> <laughs> They're a sponsor of this podcast, so that's actually great. Yeah. That's really good news. <laughs> they also oh, have a gluten a gluten free one. Anyway, Ooh. yeah. Okay, all right. I, I, you know, I probably still can't eat it, but it sounds good. Do you? Oh wait, are you are you vegetarian? I can't remember. I'm a pescatarian, which is pescatarian. Like, it's, it's like being a vegetarian, but more annoying. But, but yeah, but I'm sure they have veggie. They must have veggie ones. They must now. What? Like there's some um, vegan sausage rolls. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, so they're like you get all the yummy pastry, but you just have whatever the fake stuff inside. That sounds lovely, actually. <laughs> yeah, come on over. <laughs> all right, uh, I have another question about London. What is healthcare? <laughs> you don't even have the answer. I don't even need an answer. That I felt so yesterday um, yep. as uh, as I was driving around Hollywood, as I do once a week. I was just. Thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna I can't wait to talk to Versailles tomorrow what will I ask her about oh I got the best joke yes yes that is good NHS it is I mean it is insane that in this country you no matter who you are no matter how much money you make you can walk into the doctor's office and you can get the medical attention you need for free That's um, amazing. it's incredible you know, different people have different opinions on it coming from the States. It is, um, wonderful. Uh, and I cannot believe that universal healthcare isn't a thing everywhere. It's really, really, really fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> that was beautiful. Cat. <laughs> climbing all over shit. Um, that was really beautiful. Really well said. Say you're so pretty. Do you ever just stare at yourself in the mirror for like hours? <laughs> we don't have. Uh, first of all, thank you. Um, we we don't have a lot of mirrors in our house. I feel like we have one above the bathroom sink. Oh my god, I would and... have so many mirrors if I were you. I would just have mirrors like as far as the yeah, like, all of this would be mirrors. <laughs> By the way, I love that you're kidding. I'm like, let me think. How much do I look at myself? <laughs> 
I try not to so much so that like when I'm working, it's a bit jarring because, you know, you're getting ready. You're in front of huge mirrors with the brightest lights in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, and you, it's a bit like, oh, I didn't, yay. Ooh. Or if they're spending more time on an area, you're like, you kind of realize that you're aging when maybe you don't at home or aren't paying attention or whatever. So it's, you know, um, that part is quite humbling. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people who don't work in TV and film understand how like casual people talk about, um, like cover up or, um, like beauty fixes and posts just very yeah. casually in front of people. Like, well, obviously, this thing you didn't know about yourself, everybody else knows about it and we're going to talk about and it. And we're, we're spending a fortune to fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just how aware you kind of have to be about, well, I mean, you're, you're a brand, right? So you're selling that thing and um, yeah, you're sort of forced to um, reconcile, I guess, with that, with aging, with all of it. Like I, not recently, cause it's been a long time now, but um, I remember when, you know, when you get an audition, it has a breakdown. A breakdown explains like what the character might be, the age, sort of the personality of the person, whatever. Um, and anyway, it was a first sort of mom role. So it was like, oh, mom of teenagers, whatever. And I wrote back like, oh, love the part, but like, you know, definitely not um, old enough to play this yet. Like looking forward to that. And they're, they wrote back like, oh, we talked to casting. No, you're definitely, you're definitely oh. right. <laughs> and I was like, not, not because there's anything wrong with aging, just because I hadn't seen myself that way yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but Fanta, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here now. Um, great. And Hollywood <laughs> moves a bit faster than maybe the, the rest of the world. <laughs> In the, yeah <laughs> aesthetically but um <laughs> oh yeah like the um there's like a thing now about how we're all uh the same age or older than kevin McAllister's parents in home alone oh wow that's <laughs> yeah. like a football team worth of kids <laughs> and uh yeah. we're all at that that's <sighs> wild yeah it's crazy it just makes you because i i'll feel i mean I always feel like I'm still a teenager. I mean, I know I'm not a teenager, but I, you know, just, I guess everyone kind of does. It takes yeah. a while to go, wait, what? No matter how many responsibilities you have or, you know, bills yeah. or whatever. I don't have any responsibilities. So I actually <laughs> do kind of live a little bit like a teenager. Well, you're about to go to Vegas, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Like a, I'm like a 21 year old. <laughs> but I always have to tell people we got such a good deal. So I'm like 21 years old and I'm also very, very old because I'm like, oh, we're going to Vegas because we're getting a good deal. And we go at this time because that's when there's no crowds. Yeah, that's that shows your age. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be in bed yeah, by yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do, um, we go hard in, well, we go, uh, recently my friends and I have gotten really into karaoke. Do you, are you guys good singers in, no, in normal? Well, some of them oh. are, some of them are okay. really good singers. I am passionate, but I'm not good. <laughs> but those are the, the passionate, but not good to me are my favorite versus the people who are just good singers. I'm like, oh, it's not fair. Like it, what? Gets, it gets me angry. I get mad. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> completely justifiably thank you should i cut them out of my life do you think yeah i feel like what's the point yeah i agree <laughs> i agree what's what's the point i don't want to be around your talent yeah get out of here take your talent somewhere else yeah go uh, but we'll be we'll be doing karaoke until like six o'clock in the morning we will shut the karaoke places down and then the next day be <sighs> like oh we are we can't do that anymore, guys. And then we will do it again. So it's not good. It's that's fantastic. I think that's fantastic. It's so wholesome. 
<laughs> it is. It's wonderful. <laughs> Next time you're out here, we'll go do karaoke. I'm definitely my worst nightmare. Oh, okay. It's, it's a hard, hard pass. It's private room karaoke. <sighs> Wait, this, <sighs> this segues into my favorite um, story. Not my favorite story about you. Now I have a lot of stories about you. But now, but it was at, no, it still might be my favorite story that you don't remember at all. I now, have the terrible memory. I have no idea what's coming and I'm scared. <laughs> but now that I've gotten to know you a little better, it is also a very surprising story as well. Because, um, so you also were on Heart of Dixie. That's how we met. Yep. That's what you said. Um, yep. We, for Heart of Dixie wrap parties and also our holiday parties, uh, we would have the party and then Scott Porter would very generously book private room karaoke in K-Town and we would, like the people that were going to that would all get in a bunch of taxis at that time (laughs) and um, head on over to K-Town and we would do private room karaoke. And then from there, kind of, we would split off. Sometimes there would be another after party after that because the Heart of Dixie crew would party hard sometimes <laughs> but um i have this very specific memory of you at karaoke outside because you got you're in the little private rooms but when you want to like a drink or something you have to go outside of the room to order and i will literally it's one of two things that i will never interactions with you oh, no. will never forget <laughs> which is i you said what are you drinking and also like i'm a little pa i'm just so excited to be talking to like the talent <laughs> is here this is very exciting and that's how you asked us to refer to you as the talent so <laughs> gross <laughs> Gross, gross, you would never. Uh, It was just very, like, you you know, it's like, it was cool. It was fun to, like, interact with the cast and crew, especially as, like, a little kid, little kid PA. Um, So you were like, oh, what are you drinking? I said, a gin and tonic. Because in many ways, I'm young, and in many ways, I'm a 90-year-old man. I said, gin and tonic. And you very generously purchased it for me. And then you turned to me and said, my favorite thing to do is get people very drunk. And then you walked away. I didn't see you. That was it. You left the, for the evening because that's something you love to do is just leave. You were a ghost. Did I leave, I leave without saying goodbye? Oh, yeah. Specialty. You said it. Love it. You gave me this memory. <laughs> then you left. I pick up the drink. That is gin. There's no tonic. <laughs> it is pure gin. <laughs> and that is the night that a stranger touched my teeth. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. I apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> You're, yeah. you're welcome for the drink, and I'm sorry for the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you sent the stranger to touch my teeth, I, I presume. <laughs> but I, I didn't order you a straight gin, did I? or I just didn't realize what I what you wanted. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where it happened, but you just said, I love to get people really drunk. That was your goodbye. That was our moment. You left, and then I was just left with like, um, a, like a, you know, a highball glass full of gin. Gross. <laughs> I drink I'd it. Love to, I'd love to amend that where I probably meant like um I love treating people. Or I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> as opposed to them not being completely with it, which found which sounds really malice. <laughs> I'm certain you didn't mean it in that in a malicious way in any way. <laughs> but it's my favorite. I think of it often. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I've no, I didn't even know I went to karaoke, but just, I mean, my map, like I, it's scary. Like I try to do like some puzzles. I have such a bad memory that I feel like I should work on it more. Not with all things. Like I have a great memory for like minutia and admin and like really 
boring specific things, but not for like general life or anything I've ever done in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like that has always been the case? I don't know. Definitely. Well, yeah, I feel like I've always not had a great memory, but then last few years I realized I sort of hold on, like I can memorize scripts, all that is fine, but I wouldn't like you, like how you just remembered an interaction. I wouldn't ever really, I don't tend to remember sort of that kind of stuff or even place I've been or <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things I don't have a strong memory of. <laughs> Why is that? Is that bad? Is that something to be worried about? Um, no, no. It also might no. be why I feel so like genuinely happy. Like I don't have these like strong like I don't know. I let things go, but also it could just be that I don't remember them. <laughs> I have heard actors say that they have terrible memories, and I'm thinking of a few that have like absolute shit memories. Yeah. But they can memorize so much of the script. Yes. And or, I, and I can tell you like, the trade-off. Yeah, like I, when it comes to work, I'm super focused and remember everything or, you know, where the character's been, where they're going, how they, all that stuff. Also, like with life, like I could tell you like dates or calendar things are upcoming that matter or maybe don't matter, depends who you ask, but that kind of stuff I hold in my head. But I feel like there's only room for a certain amount of stuff. So like if I ever did karaoke, I don't know, but like... (laughs) Did I just make a dinner reservation on January 17th for eight people? Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I'll know that until, until that date. Weird, boring. Anyway, moving on. What else? (laughs) No, let's get more into it. Um, well, I think one of the most surprising things that I learned about you is, um, where you're from. Mm. Will you talk about that? (laughs) I'm just quiet. Speak more on that. (laughs) Just the reaction. "Mm." That's it. That's interesting for me to know. That was interesting. Next question though. You're like a, you're like my therapist. So go ahead and speak more on that. Yeah, um, yeah I brought it up as like a point. And of like now you go. Yeah. <laughs> now you so go. This will be a classic interview style where I'll bring up something and then you'll talk for an extended period of time, and we'll just kind of do it like that for the whole episode. I think, <laughs> if you don't mind. I know actors talk about themselves, but I find it so weird. Okay, where I'm from. Um, I grew up in the Salmon Islands, so in the South Pacific. Uh, my dad worked for the United Nations, so um, it, uh, the Salmons is an island in the South Pacific. Part of World War II was fought there. Um, it's near Fiji, near Australia, near the equator. Um, it's a wonderful place to grow up, a really a nice sense of community. It's gorgeous. It's warm. Um yeah. And then I was there, I don't know, maybe till I was like, I've just maybe seven ish. I don't really remember <laughs> between six and eight, six and 10, something like that. And then moved to, to America <laughs> and then have been in, uh, have been in America ever since. And then, you know, lived other places for work and stuff. But like my adult life, I would say I've been in the States. Okay. Except okay. for work. Yeah. Was hey. that okay? And uh, it was fine, um, so, uh, and except for right now. You're literally not in the states right now. No, I mean, I mean, now I'm in London. I live here uh, most half the time. But um, I was going to tell that with the Sol- Solomon Islands, there's a story. I'm going to get it slightly wrong because again, my memory. But JFK, that's where he was shipwrecked. So in Profiles and Courage, I talked about it. So he was shipwrecked in the Solomons and he was, I don't know for how long, but he, and I think some of his other, my microphone, um, I think he, I don't think he was alone, but there was a Solomon, Solomon Islander that came by. I don't know if they were on a canoe or what. Um, 
and JFK, they took a coconut, cut it in half, and you know how it's like soft on the inside. And JFK wrote in the inside, like carved out. And the Salmon Islander took it to, I think, maybe an Australian military base. Um, and that's how JFK was rescued. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's cool. That's it's really cool. It's so cool. And like the Salmon Islander, I want to say he like named his son or grandson or something after JFK. We'll have to Google it to, we definitely need to fact check, but um, yeah, it's really powerful and really cool. That is really cool. Okay. And I think he even, I feel like he also rescued his buddy and like swam for like four miles or something crazy and like held something in his teeth. Anyway, it's worth everyone reading about because uh, it's quite powerful and I can't remember any of the details. (laughs) (laughs) But you tell it beautifully. I really should reread it and then just regurgitate that story in the correct way. But it's cool. That is cool. That's really cool. That's interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um, Do you prefer London or America? So the thing I love about London is the history. So you – buildings are older than the States. Obviously, the States is a newer country. Um as far as like infrastructure and stuff. So that's amazing. Like um, the, there's just great culture. There's tons of diversity. It's just the healthcare. Like we talked about, Um, it's really, really rich in, um, in everything in music and comedy and um, the West end, amazing plays and theater. But um, I mean, America has that too. I don't mean to say it's either or, but it's just, it's just slightly different. And it's so close to Europe, so close to other countries. Um, it's so, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and with the States, um, I guess when I say close to Europe, I mean, I know they were in the Union, but now the UK is not in the Union. So that's what I meant by that. But anyway, um, then, yeah, I mean, with the States, I guess I compare it to Los Angeles because that's obviously where I we live and that's where I go back to. Um, the weather's amazing. Um, there's the ocean, which is incredible, palm trees. Um, I think because Los Angeles doesn't quite have the, and uh, there's not as much, I think because LA is so focused on entertainment, it feels very um, uh, intense in that way. Whereas for me, London isn't because my friends here have different kinds of jobs. So yeah, that's a nice aspect for it, of it. But um Anyway, I like both. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be careful. for. I like both. It's just different. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't set you up for success at all should, with that question. Should you? No. I, should, I, I feel like I want to – I want to – wait, ask me again. Okay. Hey, which one do you yeah. like more, do you think, America or London? You know, they're both um, incredible countries, and I think uh. they each have um, strengths and weaknesses and uh, balance each other out. Um <laughs> right now it's getting dark here in London at like four. So, um, <laughs> that's a bit brutal, but, uh, man, that wasn't good either. Kim, I need to work on my PR skills. <laughs> that was also good. So far, this has been great. <laughs> so far, both answers were excellent. The fact that you can go to Paris or, you know, Brussels in two hours and it's, it, that is absolutely amazing. Um, but the cool thing about the states is that you the different states have are so vastly different, um, you know, have different things to offer. So, you know, you get a little taste of that. Yeah. There, there's just, there's no compare. I guess there, there would be no, like, they're different. 
some they're just different yeah they both have their pros and cons just like anything in yeah. life I guess yeah yeah all right <laughs> um I, I love London I, I love London <laughs> yeah <laughs> um do you find yourself you have said that you can't do an accent that you're not going to try and do an accent but do you ever are there words that you are like oh I I'm picking up this word. Well, I think I will ultimately do a British accent just so I can work more here. Um, but I'm not great at it. I think it'll take me a lot more work than probably other really talented people. Um, I find it incredibly difficult. I feel tone deaf. I can't quite, I don't hear the, the, I don't hear it. I can't just pick it up. I have friends that are amazing and do billion accents. I find it really, really, really hard and it's really bad. And we've been coming back and forth here now for, so long I mean like a decade and I cannot I just it's really bad I think what's most surprising to me is not only is it that you are back there often yeah. but um you literally live with an accent I think of yeah. accents very easily so I feel like I would I, even I was I told you I was like I'm really nervous that I'm going to accidentally <laughs> like a cuppa and be like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I I think that's amazing <laughs> I think I pick up the words but I just say them still in American accent like I think the only thing that's changed is certain words that just you you can't help but use just like any other language or culture you start to use that but I I still say it with my same accent but I just like switch like there's a lot of um like you okay if you say you like, are you okay? I thought that meant like, are you okay? Like, oh my God, something must be, are you okay? But people will just say like, you okay? Like, how are you? So now oh, I kind of okay. say that, but it doesn't, I thought when people would text that, that they were like concerned, but really they're <laughs> just saying like, how are you? Like, what's up? <laughs> things oh. like that. Things like that. Okay. Now I feel better. Cause I get a lot of texts from people asking like, saying, are, are you okay? okay? But are I'm they like, British? <laughs> no. And it's usually therapists. Or like, <laughs> or it'll have like a therapist suggestion on it. So, but that feels like it's British, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. They're just saying like, "What's up?" <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, uh, I I was looking at your IMDb. Oh. As 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 I do, this isn't even for the podcast. This is just like what I do <laughs> before uh, bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I have it memorized here. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize. I mean, I did know because you worked on Chuck. Um, yeah, Chuck is one of my very favorite shows. You worked on two of my very favorite shows, which is Chuck and Studio Sixty. Oh, two of my very favorite shows. But yeah. between Chuck, Heart of Dixie, and Dating Rules for My Future Self. You're oh, like a Josh yeah. Schwartz player. You're like a fake empire person. Yeah, those are all, oh, those are all fantastic to do. Um, it's fun hearing because I haven't, um, I mean, I don't like look at my own <laughs> resume very often, but it's fun to hear it back because <laughs> they were such, um, those are all such good experiences in very different ways, but, uh, and with really kind, lovely people and just, just fun to do, fun to watch. Oh, uh, it brings back really nice memories. Yeah? Like what? Yeah. I'm trying to think. So um, Chuck was a great group of women um, and that was just like all kind and generous and, and it was just like lovely. And um, dating rules also, again, um, with Sheer and Allison, really lovely women. 
We laugh so much. They're so kind. Um, Studio 60 was that I just, I think I maybe worked a few days, like it was so fast, but that was special because it was one of the earlier things that I did in my career. And so it felt like a huge deal to do. I mean, probably yeah. would have been a big deal anyway, but like, especially like not having worked a ton before it, I think I'm trying to remember, but I just remember it feeling like, wow. Oh, and that was, um, when I auditioned for that, the, um, um, Aaron read with you in the room. That's why that Whoa. was special. And I've never had, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of other experiences where like the creator is actually, they're in the room, but they're not usually the one. Um, I feel like he was, he was either reading with me or he was definitely there and I, I didn't expect it. Um, it was just special, but I can't really remember the details of why it was special, but I know it was special. <laughs> Let's go with he read with me. Let's go with he read. He, yeah. he read the other lines. <laughs> um, Do you know this makes me think? Um, have you ever read Stephen King's book um, on writing? Yeah. So do you know how he talks about, first of all, to anyone, it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Um, but he, you know how he kind of says, basically when he starts a book, like, listen, this is like my recollection. It might be right. It might be wrong. I can't really remember. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, of course, he's way more eloquent, but that's how I felt sort of like, I think this thing happened. Someone else might think it happened differently. I don't really know, but here's the gist. Um, yeah. I really related to that. I like that idea <laughs> of like, you kind of remember the feeling, not the um, the specifics necessarily, although he obviously has incredible detail in his book, but it's such a fantastic book. Anyway, you should listen to, um, ironically, I'm not going to remember the name of this podcast, but <laughs> is it, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. It's like a really fa famous podcast. Um, it's, a, it's like one of the top five podcasts, like in, in the history of the world um no uh obviously my dawson's creek podcast was as this top five history obviously of the world. But, obviously <laughs> um, but it is a two-parter about brian williams and what happened oh. to him with can you hear the police rolling by oh that's my ride they're just here to check up <laughs> on me take me in uh, um <laughs> They, uh, it's a two-parter about what happened to him uh, when he said that he was in the helicopter that got shot down, but it turned out that he was just like in the other helicopter. But uh, it, it's it's all just about how memory is fallible. Yeah, and there was this long test of people who they asked them what they were doing the day of or morning of or maybe the day after 9-11 i'm nailing the description so far <laughs> and they asked them the same question every single year and these same people would look back at what they had written they themselves had written and be like that's a lie i didn't do that wow. i don't know why i would have written that and uh it's just very interesting how like foul and then i try and remind my mom that when she's like you said this i'll be like memory is so fallible you listen she'll be <laughs> like get it wrong no <laughs> <laughs> she is she, it, it, wildly she's the only person in the world that doesn't have a fallible memory it's wild <laughs> uh but it is right it, it is like it, it can feel just because it feels that way to you you know yeah i just remember vibes like the vibe oh was there was like yeah like oh that was like that i know that was special or that was like a good vibe or you know i just sort of take a general sense of oh that was like a yuck no thanks or like yeah that was awesome Cool. Yeah. Vibe wise. Yeah. Vibe wise. Vibe wise. The vibes were good. So the vibes were good on Studio 60. Yeah, vibes were good. <laughs> was it nerve wracking? Because you hear a lot about, like, I, I've, I've never worked on any of Sorkin's, like, shows or movies or anything. Just um, the idea that, like, you have to get it exactly word perfect. 
I tend to always have things or try to always have it down and respect the writing, no matter who the writer is. Um, and some are way more free or might want you to improv and some um, prefer that you stick to exactly, you know, what they've written, which I have a huge amount of respect for. So I think I try to come in incredibly prepared. Um, and then the freedom comes based on if, if that's what's asked of me, I think when you have a small, for me, in my experience, smaller parts, you're not there to, um, you're there to sort of serve a purpose and sometimes set up other people, especially like with comedy. I actually specifically remember. So my mentor and the most important person in my career has been, uh, Gary Shandling. And I remember I was doing a pilot and it was a comedy and I had a tiny part. And, um, I was frustrated because I felt like I had so much more to add or I could, you know, I could help with the joke or I could do this. And he was so amazing and sort of helping me understand that sometimes, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to step back. You don't have to prove yourself what you're there to do, um, is to set up the other person and it's not about you. And, it was such a good lesson. There, there are times for everything. Um, and it doesn't mean, of course, if you want to give your thoughts, do that, but it was just, um, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like negative, like don't speak up, but what, that's not what I mean. I guess it's, it's about knowing when, knowing what your position is. And I've always been very comfortable helping to make other people shine if that's what the role is. Does that make sense? Is that clear? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important too. people forget that, that that is also really important. Yeah. So I guess the idea of like, oh, getting something word perfect, if that's what I meant to do, if somebody worked really hard and there's a rhythm or they just frankly prefer it that way because it's theirs and, um, then I want to do it in that way. And I think too, like having the freedom to decide on taking a job or not, like if you, if, if, if it's not right for me or if I don't, like something about it in that way, then maybe I won't take the job. But if I've taken it, I then want to respect um, the people who've worked so hard to to get it to that place, I guess. Yeah. Um, when, when did you know that you wanted to be an actor? I didn't have that sort of defining moment or I've always wanted it that I really remember and know of. I sort of still feel like I'm finding my way. I feel like I... Um, know that I love it. And I know that I'm super grateful for it. And I know that having a career is insane. Um, but I also feel really open to other things as well. But I think that's why I don't get crazy about like, I, I never feel so, um, it's, it's never been all consuming in the way that like it has to work or I've never felt desperate because I also feel very open that like there's a lot of things in life I enjoy, but I really enjoy it. Like really. (laughs) What about it? So much. (laughs) Kim, I love it. (laughs) Do so you enjoy it is my understanding. That's my understanding. And I'm not scared right now, if that's what you're thinking. I feel confident. (laughs) What uh what about it do you um, enjoy with such a passion that you're, I'm, I feel like my life is in danger in this moment. <laughs> I, um, I love absolutely everything about it. Minus the memorizing, which I find uh, a bit tedious. Um, okay. I love walking onto set. I love there being, um, a new group of people that you get to discover a new boss in that, you know, in the director or the showrunner or the, you know, um, 
um, I love meeting different people, different coworkers and colleagues. I love crews and how hard they work and how dedicated they are. I love that the people in the business have um, are so passionate. You have to be if you're going to work a bazillion hours a day. Um, I love the actual craft of it. I love um, that when I'm acting, it's one of the only times in my life where I feel fully present. And I've been working on having that kind of presence in other ways as well. But I think especially when I was younger and getting started, it was the one time that I was completely in the moment. And now with meditation and, and other things, I think I have that. It's a little more equal. But um, it's – there's such a – I don't know. I think people probably feel this when they're painting as well. It's going to sound so hooey. But like there's – it's like something moving through you. I don't know how to explain it. It's so – it's – not always, but like there are moments where it's the, the, you're so grounded and present and in it. Oh man, it's so freeing. I, I, I don't really know how to explain it for me. That's my experience and fun and fun. Yeah. Sometimes not always, not always. I think that's another thing is sort of this idea that something has to be perfect or good or fun all the time, no matter what your job is. Uh, I was just having this conversation yesterday with a friend and no matter what it is, it's, it's okay to to not always love it and for things to be hard or for things to be tedious or for things to be, but, um, ideally the, the part you enjoy always the part that's that the hard part, but the hard part is always what makes it then so enjoyable when you accomplish it. So I don't know. I think it all equals out. Yeah. I, I just like the food. <laughs> well, England doesn't have crafty. That's right. I forgot. Oh, I know. God, it's I'm mad I mean, again. <laughs> it's very different. So for people who, um, so in, in America, there's a lot of different food. There's craft service. There's all kinds of snacks and sandwiches and treats oh, and things. Snack. Yeah. England doesn't have that. They will have their, there's, you know, a meal. So you obviously like will eat lunch or dinner or whatever or breakfast, but um, there's not all the snacks. I bring my own. Um, here. Um, I've done a few shows here recently. So I bring my own. I know I've got it down. I've got a little cooler. I do all that. And they will have some, but not to the degree that I like. I like to eat every like 45 minutes. <laughs> so without <laughs> like not joking. So I need I like a cheese, cheese stick or a piece of apple or something. Um, so yeah, I just bring it so that I can stay so that I can keep my energy up for, you know, long, long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, did you enjoy doing stunts? For Chuck, was that cool? You know what I learned on that, on Chuck is where I was the first time I learned that if you're going to be doing something, because I had, we had a lot of fighting and um, was that if there's a high heel with a teeny, teeny heel, like a thin stiletto, that makes things harder. <laughs> <laughs> So from that job, everything I've done since where I had to run or do anything, I would ask um, a costume for a thicker heel from the very beginning, as long as it suited the character aesthetically and everyone's okay with it, which a lot of times, like that, that's a small difference that most people don't care. Um, and it has made a world of difference because it's very, very, very hard to balance on teeny little heels while also like, like having a huge stick that you're, you know, hitting. So um, that was a big lesson for me. I was quite wobbly. I remember being very wobbly. <laughs> um, it doesn't show. <laughs> having having watched Chuck through multiple times, and then obviously because it's your episode, um, and this is per your request and demand, uh, I'll sit down and watch it. Cool Phew. <laughs> 
no idea. Like, oh, it's first day's episode. This is very exciting. And I'll, I'll watch it. it doesn't appear uh, wobbly in any way. But now that I know to look for that, I yeah, will just look at my. They probably used um, uh, this. They definitely probably used a stunt double on anything that had to do with like feet on the ground and like landing things because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stick a landing to save my life in those. Um, did you have a double just for you? I, I, as soon as I said that, I was like, gosh, do I know their name? I cannot remember. It was Yvonne Strahovski. She did all the doubling. She did all my doubling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 She's a chameleon. Wow. Wow. I've also, speaking of like lessons that you asked, but, um, oh my God, the sky, I'm just looking up at the beautiful sky right now. It's like purple and pink and it's so pretty. Um, side, uh, cause it's, well, it's four o'clock. So hence it's. The sun's going down. Um, From my angle, I didn't know there was a window in front of you. So in my head, it just looks like you're like looking up at the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Like, I bet it's really nice out there. I would turn my camera, but my office is so messy. But um, what was I saying? Oh, no, about lessons. So um, I also have learned to not lie or fabricate the truth of what my abilities are. So that I don't think, I don't remember on Chuck being asked like, you know, how are you at stunts and stuff? I've always felt pretty like, um, you know, pretty capable. I have a strong core. I feel I work out whatever, but I did learn a lesson. Like as far as saying, you know, if you can, I don't know, scuba dive or, um, things that you're not like great at. Uh, I now tell the truth when asked, I won't say like, I'll maybe fabricate a little bit, but I'll, I now I'm really, really honest because I don't want to get in the position where, you know, I can't stick a landing. <laughs> Are you, um, have you been asked to scuba dive when you can't scuba dive or was that just like an example? Yeah. And you know, I'm even scared to say, and it was like 15 years ago probably or something, but, um, I was asked if I could scuba dive. I said, yes, I got the job. I then immediately found an instructor and was like, I need to learn how to scuba dive. Um, so they, I did learn, I did the legit certification. They, I went out, out to Catalina, but I had to do it in like a few days and it was, and then I went to set and I was, so technically I was certified by the day I was working, but it was so incredibly stressful. They, um, had to see copies of my scuba certification and I was just praying they wouldn't look at the date that it was like the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was like in a tank the whole time shooting and it was, I had learned, so it was okay, but it was so uncomfortable and I just don't, I, I just have, I always will tell the truth now. And also luckily I'm established enough in my career where I don't have to like, I can get work and it's fine and everything's great. I don't have to kind of, or, or they'll teach me, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't have to, so it's fine, but. <sighs> was that for Into the Blue 2, the reach? No, it was for, I know it, that seems like it. Cause that filmed in Hawaii. That one, I actually, I was always in a bathing suit, but I never was in the water. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was shot in a boat in a bikini. Oh my God. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was going to be what I was going to do tonight was watch that, but never The mind. amount of times I have been in bikinis, but nowhere near water is quite a lot in my career, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a really random one because obviously I had Into the Blue 2, colon, The Reef, memorized. <laughs> The entire. I'm actually very obsessed with sequels, um, so I, I'm surprised I didn't have that one memorized. Um, but also on your IMDb, it shows that you, you having had done multiple things on Conan. 
Oh yeah. So I did a lot of like their, um, my, my girlfriend, Allison, um, worked on the show. And so she was the reason that, um, I would just do whatever little, you know, they didn't need someone to come in and do fun little bits with him. Like usually pre-recorded. I think maybe sometimes we did them live. I can't remember now, obviously. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I always was wish I was a guest on his show because like in a real way, because then they could have showed all these like times that I had been, um, and all the different like characters and stuff on the um sketches we did but uh i was never a guest and i have to take that off my list my wish list maybe his podcast podcast. yeah yeah Yeah. it's just so visual like anyway but yeah um but those were really fun and and, um allison i met uh because she used to come into this restaurant called wakano late night asian cuisine that i worked at Um, yeah and she is the one who i'm pretty sure she was even the one who helped me get on IMDb, like I had a credit or two and she like helped me actually like whatever you do to get it going. Um, yeah. And got me on Conan. She's a wonderful person, wonderful writer. Um, and a lovely, lovely lady, little cutie. You're on here like multiple times with Conan. I feel like I probably did. I don't know how many it says. I feel like I did at least, I did a handful for sure. Oh, we got to get you on the show somehow. I know. We got to resurrect the show, the video aspect of it. We got to get you back on there. Yeah. And show clips. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, I used to see him. My my only interactions were him with him were perfect. And I, I kind of <laughs> never want them to change. But I realized like the secret to Conan is you got to be like, you got to bully him a little bit. I think he he thinks that's funny. <laughs> or, oh, he likes it. Yeah, I think he likes it or it surprises him because I was a tour guide um, before. Oh, I that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean that. And uh, I saw him once in my tour guide uniform. You look like a little zookeeper in your tour guide <laughs> uniform. And um, my job was just to stand. I mean, I would give tours, but on this particular day, my job was to stand outside of the mentalist set. Um, also a show I was on. Also a show I was on. Oh, I know. (laughs) Um, Did you enjoy being on The Mentalist? And did you get to sit on the couch? No, no. Back to you. Back to you. Didn't finish your story. Okay. Well, we're coming back to The Mentalist because I do want an answer to that question. Um, But I was standing outside and there was a really nice – this is actually like a perfect story for you because there was a really nice car outside (laughs) for Chuck. Um, It was like a picture car. It was like very, very nice. And a lot of – I don't know anything about cars, but a lot of people were looking at it. Uh, would walk by and like really take a look at it and I saw him walking and I thought this is I actually don't know what I looking back I'm like this what is the my fuck moment. was I thinking I saw him and I took one step forward and I said please don't be too close to my car and then I took one step back and I, that was the <gasps> end of my interaction good. with him he liked that's it that's <laughs> so good that's so good I didn't so add good. anything else to it I just walked away from it and then another time I was walking, um, I was working on Fuller House and we were delivering pizzas to the operations department at Warner Brothers just because mm-hmm. we have to ask them for so many things. So like we'd gone to Costco and gotten like the huge pizzas and like a ton of them. And I'm walking with all of them and the operations department shared the same like lobby area with his show. And so I'm holding all these pizzas and he's walking in with like a couple of his producers. It's me and my friend and I'm holding him. And he goes, Ooh, pizza. And I said, not for you. <laughs> I just kept walking. <laughs> I, for some oh, reason, it's like funny. So to me to mean. <laughs> I know. I like, I worship this man and that's how I treat him. The only two interactions I've ever had. Just an absolute dick. <laughs> Dating you must be so fun. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, did you get to sit on the couch at the mentalist? I'm trying to remember. I think on that show, I'm pretty what was my I vaguely remember I was a newscaster, maybe. I on that show. I'm trying to remember the storyline. It's escaping me right now, but I think I just was at the news desk and then had like a scene outside. I'm sorry. I don't remember. That's Maybe okay. cut that part. <laughs> I'm going to leave. It all stays in. Even the, <laughs> all of our tech issues. <laughs> oh God, please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is because I, I didn't watch The Mentalist, but apparently like the couch is like a big part of the show but oh. as tour guides we used to take naps on that couch <gasps> and it was the most comfortable couch like in ever ever i don't think i had any up. scenes in near or around it cut to me sitting in it and that was all my i did <laughs> all you did you took naps on the couch that was your whole character arc <laughs> uh do people ever who do people say you look like as an actor as a person um I think it depends on my hair color, but I, if I, when I'm brunette, I'd get Sally Field a lot. Oh and my God. That's very accurate. I never thought is it? about that. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel great. I love her, obviously, or maybe not. Yeah. Um, and then as a blonde, I'm trying to think quite, it really like, it changes so much based on sort of what, um, yeah, mostly my hair and then probably usually characters I'm playing that, and then who I look like based on those characters. It varies massively. Yeah. Why we're gonna say like someone like really really gorgeous? Well, <laughs> someone uh, like amazing, yeah. someone like First stunning. Of all. <laughs> Who we're gonna say the most beautiful person in the world? <laughs> First of all. First of all. Hey, I have a lot of comments. First of all, I started this and podcast. Angelina Jolie. Like, <laughs> I started this Shelley's, interrupting Shelley's you. I said, oh my God, I've never seen someone so beautiful. I would um, put mirrors all over my house if I looked like you. So I'm not going to compare you to like, I don't know, a dumpster fire. Second of all, um, I, I could see Angelina Jolie. I'm just kidding. I'm just, naming, I'm just naming beautiful women. <laughs> um, well, for the Sally Field thing is is pretty good, actually. That one that one really nails it. Uh, no, I was thinking first of all, as we were talking, because I had your IMDb up because I wanted to remember the um, uh, into the blue to hot reefer. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> Keeping that in, that for sure. Uh, and like just clips of you were playing. And oh, yeah. including a clip that included uh, Malin Ackerman. Oh, oh yeah, I could see that. But she's one. She's gotten so many um, wonderful parts that I would have loved to play. I lo I think uh, I love her career. I think she's fantastic. I think she's so funny. She's so funny. Yeah, I think she's amazing. Yeah, but as soon as I loved when she when I knew she was working on something else. Cause I'm like, yeah, I got a shot, baby. Like when I knew she was unavailable. <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a, uh, a roommate that looked like an actor. And every time she would see her on the billboards, she would say, I could have got that role. And I, oh, think, ooh. I, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much away. And like, really, she's not going to listen to this, but uh, I, I would look at it and be like, not how it works. Not that's how it works. not quite it. <laughs> that's a, Big name. <laughs> it's not quite. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. But okay. Had you known, would you have gone out for it? Is that what we were saying? You could have. <laughs> um, uh, recently, though, I was thinking that you look a lot like you could be the younger sister of Hannah Waddingham. 
Ooh, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, she's British, right? I feel like I, we yeah. saw her at um, something here recently. She's also on a lot of uh, British Christmas commercials or Christmas time commercials this year. Yeah. So I've seen her a ton. I don't know her, but um, I'll take it. She can sing too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said two as if I sing because I don't. I, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> that was very misleading. I meant, I meant she can, I meant she acts and sings like, it her singing is addition to her acting, not in this. Uh, give up. No, keep going. Explain it further. I'm confused by what you mean. Uh, <laughs> um, she is a West End. Uh, she uh, trained. She sings. Yeah, she, she does everything. She's right amazing. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of rude, actually. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> and she seems nice too, which is like I'm I don't offended. Like that. I don't, I just feel like be kind Ugh. of a, a jerk. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to have all the talent, be a dick. Yeah. yeah you got, well, don't worry. Like, I think there are people who fit that category as well. No, that can't possibly be true. Say all their, everyone that you're thinking of right now, say their names first and last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll do that for another time. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk a little bit more about Gary Shandling. Where, how did you guys meet? We met, I went by myself to see an author speak about, I think it was, I'm trying to remember who it was. He, I think it was a book about Marilyn Monroe. This is in LA. I was like 18 or 19. I just moved there and he, um, just dumped his coat over my head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he was okay. in the seat next. He was in the seat next to me, so he just dumped his coat over my head. Obviously, as a joke, I took it off and I looked up and I said, "Well, at least I'm good for something." And um, <laughs> we just developed the most beautiful friendship. He was incredible. And then he, I don't, I wasn't acting at the time, um, but wanted to. I don't think I had acted yet. I can't remember exactly, but um, no, because he was a catalyst when I got my reps. Um, he called them. Um, and was just so, he was just so encouraging and supportive and lovely. And he would watch my auditions and give me notes and read my writing, give me feedback. And I mean, a lot of people say this about him and how, um, generous, incredibly generous he was creatively, but he was, um, just such a massive, massive, I don't, I, well, I don't think I would be where I am without him even close. Yeah, I loved him so much. Yeah, he was amazing. And he really, um, he was so thoughtful and would, took time with things. And it was really about the the art and the craft of it and the process and all of the sort of, um, all the other sort of grosser aspect of the business. It it wasn't, it was just, the focus was always about doing the work. Yeah. What? What would you say is the most gross aspect of the business? For me, um, I guess it's, I mean, I think it's always weird to sell yourself no matter what. Um, That might be true even if you're selling, you know, I don't know if you made a product or were selling it. I think the selling aspect is tricky. Um, I think the aesthetic um, aspect for me is tricky because, you know, using your, when your looks are part of the reason why you make money, I think it's dangerous. or for me, I guess. And so therefore I've had to make sure that like I, um, that aging 
just that I, that I work really hard to not get validation for something I have nothing to do with. Um, and I think the, you know, the way it ebbs and flows, the lack of consistency and stability, um, it's tricky. It's really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Those things for sure. What are the best things you think about? What are the least gross things? I think the creative people you meet, the people who are so um, incredible at what they do and um, just the funny people I have around me, the, the, how fast my friends' brains are, I think for me is probably the most exciting part and seeing things the same way and having, a, you know, the same sense of humor about things and just that to me probably I think has been the most rewarding because it's such a thrill to laugh. And I don't mean just on set. Like I just mean in like the people I've been able to meet and therefore become friends with that um, really, really enrich the the day to day and the conversations and the, you know, the intelligence and um, yeah, the intelligence and creativity, the people, the people, definitely the people. Yeah. What is uh, one thing you'll never change your mind about? Oh God. I change my mind about everything always, every second of the day. <laughs> um, never say never. Um, what is one thing I'd never change my mind about? Um, it's so funny. I'm looking over in my office at a box that has my partner's name on it that just I put his mail and things he needs to look through. And him, I would say the one thing I'll never change my mind about is how much I love my partner. Um, everything else up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only thing I've committed to in my life. So I think that in that way, like that, like seriously and intensely, and I just don't mean relationship. I mean, in, in the, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't even buy, I, w I bought a pair of shoes yesterday and I wore them for probably 12 hours inside my house. Like, I don't know. And should I need to talk about it? I need to ask like five people and send 16 pictures. They were 60 pounds, which is about, I don't know, maybe $90. I don't know what the exchange rate is, but, um, I could not like make the decision of housing to keep them to save my life. And that is really me in every way. <laughs> <laughs> what did you end up deciding about them? I kept them. Okay. I took the tag off. Oh yeah. Just, okay. so just thinking about it. I'm sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see by the look on your face that you were like, I kept them. Oh, oh. Ooh, what was I thinking though? Oh. But they're insulated. Oh, they're rain boots, but they're insulated. So for That's country walks, nice. yeah, in England, there's a lot of country walks. Like you go, you go to the country. Um, and so it's like muddy and whatever. And so I'm like, oh, perfect. And they're kind of, they're cut off at the ankle. So they're not too heavy. Ooh. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good. That is really nice. I'm okay. going to keep you posted. <laughs> okay, please do. I'm in this now. We'll do a second part of this episode. Where Just about the boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I had such a good question about the boots. The, a follow-up, a, a legit follow-up about the boots, but. Oh, I'd cool. love to talk. I'd, oh, too bad. Cause I'd really love to talk about them more. Oh, well, can, continue <laughs> just, on. No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you have a hard time or an easy time buying shoes? Size-wise or decision-wise? Decision-wise. Um, they have to be comfortable, non-negotiable. Yeah. So that's easy. If they're not comfortable, I don't care what the event is or what they are, or what the purpose is. If they're not, I mean, obviously for like fancy events that are less comfortable, but they still have to be, I have to be able, I mean, ideally to do a cartwheel, but, um, also to like, you need to know that you can move. You know what I mean? You got to move, but, um, what? 
<laughs> what is the instance where you're like, oh, thank God, I can do a cartwheel. Otherwise, it would have been completely screwed. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You might okay, want to. Also, right. I don't like, I don't like my feet hurting. I like, yeah. So I would say comfort, squishy comfort, um, or being able to put an insole in it. That is a big factor in me. And obviously you want them to be cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think people forget that your shoes have to be comfortable. I don't have a lot of friends that wear heels. I don't understand it. My lower back hurts. I'm too old for this. I can't do it. Um, But I've never actually, like, I've never really enjoyed it. I just think I got to a point where I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, it's okay. I don't have to. I mean, for work. But I, yeah, it's hard to get out of that. Although I think for the show episodes I did, I had, they built these Apple boxes. Like, I had to walk into this, like, ballroom type place. I mean, I could not walk in these shoes. I, like, couldn't. We already talked. My my balance and stiletto is not so awesome, and so they like basically built me like a runway, and the camera wasn't on my feet anyway, just so that I could wear UGGs and then Amazing. do the scene because I can't. I I was like hobbling. I couldn't do it. Yeah, my life is so hard. <laughs> uh, what what's it gonna take to get more episodes of episodes? I realize that it's, like, I it's know. British, so you guys. You know, it's only a couple, but I well, but the right the creators of that are American, but I think they just they were ready. Like they thought they had done what they wanted to do and told their story, and they felt like that was the life that it should lead. Um, It was their choice. It wasn't. I think it was the best choice for them. It was not the best choice for my bank account for that show to end. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, that show was so great. I think that shows what made me, we shot it in London. And so there, that gave, made me more familiar with the city. And I think ultimately now, you know, um, being here so much, it sort of paved the way for me to be um, acclimated and comfortable. Yeah. I loved it. Thanks. I, that's the whole point I say of this thanks, is, No, you're welcome. It was a compliment <laughs> to you. I think I probably started watching it because you were on it. I, I oh, we knew each other before that, of course. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. It just because I'm such a good friend. Yeah, you are. You're very um. You're good at that stuff. You like watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a mark of being a good friend. That's just like a um, well, it's supportive. And being a fan, I think. I think it's nice. It's supportive and nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm supportive and nice, and not a lot of people are talking about that. We should talk more about that. I agree. <laughs> No, uh, just the idea of it is making me a little sweaty. (laughs) Any any compliment is not (laughs) makes you sweaty. (gasps) Um, what else? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go to a Christmas party tonight. Oh, and I'm pretty excited because um, the thing about winter and winter materials is. If you're like, then get hot and sweat, then you have to dry clean it if it's like cashmere or silk or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I guess that's true in the summer too. But but there is, I'm not affiliated with this company, but there are these shirts called Numi and they have these built-in sweatpants, okay? And I got New them for- me. Yeah, like, N-U-M-I. Okay. And I got them for work like on set because um, they're great because the lights are hot and then they're like thin and they can go under things. But they're great for life. So I'm going to wear one under this like silky kind of cashmere type wintry top. But it means I don't have to dry clean it tomorrow. And nice. you, right? So it extends the life of the garment that 
as far as your dry cleaning room. And I think it's quite a thrill, this <laughs> discovery. And yeah. I, I mean, imagine, listen, depends where your dry cleaner is, but the one near um, me is quite, at least it's probably like seven pounds. That's like $10 every time, right? So, oh. I mean, come on. So now I probably can wear that. I could probably wear it, what, three, five, ten times as long as I don't spill because I got the shirt underneath and you wash the shirt. And yeah. I just think that it's um, an important public service announcement. I don't know anything about the company. I don't know their ethos. I have no idea. So I don't know. I hope that – I think it's a woman – I think a woman owns it. Not positive about that. Anyway, I really think they're fantastic if you're a sweater. <laughs> I am. If you're a person who sweats, I mean, and also if you're the actual knitwear, <laughs> that's also great. <laughs> so oh, it's that sweats. That's gross. But I am a piece of knitwear. <laughs> um, no, I'm always just a little bit sweaty. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send you their website because they are genuinely fantastic. They can go under anything. Um, I, you can then become a person who wears silk. You know what I mean? Oh, thank God. I know that that's your biggest life life aspiration. So, um, shout out to Numi at my Christmas party tonight. But the problem is when I wear it, I get so excited. I want to tell everyone to show them, (laughs) which I will be doing tonight. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I'll see. I'll see a woman in a blazer. I'll be like, Ooh, what do you have on under that? Can I tell you about Numi? (laughs) I do love a good blazer though. I big fan. I love blazers. Huge. Because yeah. they elevate easily. Yeah. So clean lines. They make you look smart, well presented. Um, there's all sorts of shapes you can do. They work, they can work on everyone and they look fantastic on everyone. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan of a blazer and a uh like a nice camel coat. Also, oh, yeah. Timeless. Yeah. Timeless and chic. Yeah. These are things that I am not. But I get yeah. to like wear them over like, for example, going to Vegas. Yeah. Um, it's a little wintry. Probably I'm going to wear at some point sweatpants and a sweatshirt. But And I'll be like, oh, people will be like, would you just roll out of bed? No, I'm wearing my camel coat. You Elevated. Idiot. Elevated. Ele- that's my plain look because I wear – I know you're not – I don't yeah. know. It's debatable if you should wear matching sweats on planes. Debatable by who cares. Um, yeah, who's but, um, having these things? <laughs> but if you put you put a nice coat over that, bada bing, bada boom, you done. Yeah. Fly, fly, fly in style, baby. <laughs> um, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to tell people where to find you online? I know you're really active on social media. I cannot get you off of this. <laughs> Yeah, I'll constantly like Marseille, be in the real world, please. You're like, oh, um, I don't really go on social media much. I have an Insta, but I don't know the last time I was on it. I had a Twitter when it was Twitter. Um, Your boobs have a Twitter? They de- they haven't written in years. You know, they stopped writing, oh I think, before Trump got elected because they were – the joke at the time where they were, was they were Republican and then it just wasn't funny anymore and it got a bit – um, too intense. And then they just, um, yeah, they pipe down. So I haven't done that in years. <laughs> um, you can't really, <laughs> you can't, um, I don't really have, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have really ways to promote myself. I mean, um, maybe I should get back on the socials. Come on over. And, and what people are saying now about social media is that it's 
great. Really good for you. <laughs> really good. I, studies have shown that it's safe. <laughs> good for your um, mental health <laughs> really good for your mental health really really good for your well, mental health I do have a I have a separate Instagram that I just that is just like a not my public one that I only follow um like four things I follow like three good news things um and then like one discount thing um and I do go on that quite frequently and I really enjoy it, but it's not to do with anything except, um, you know, there'll, there'll be videos of like, you know, somebody um, reuniting after a couple of years or like a present, someone like somebody buys their mom a car or like some good oh. deed someone does. And I, I watch those before bed and I find that's a really wonderful, just for like, you know, 15 minutes, um, sometimes seven hours, but um <laughs> It, they're really, uh, oh, I'm always crying, always crying because they're so beautiful and so sweet. You know, we like have, happy news and good news and all that. Yeah, I recommend, well, what I, we used to watch at Heart of Dixie all the time in the production office, um, the uh, videos of kids being reunited with their parents who were away, service members who are away. Yeah. And uh, we would watch those all the time. And those and are amazing. But sometimes them. also sat like, oh, like they're happy because they're reunited. But I just I don't know. They also like, oh, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all like then, you know, is it is it propaganda for joining the military? It's a whole thing. I recommend for social media what I like to do. Well, no, I, I just meant sad because they leave again. But anyway, sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about that part. In my head, they're back for good. Oh, no, maybe, maybe, back. maybe. OK. <laughs> oh, what were uh, no, I was gonna say what I like to do that I find really healthy for social media is before I go to bed, I put in a solid hour, hour and a half on Twitter. I think that's good for you. Oh yeah, just well, scrolling. reading it just about the oh yeah, doom scrolling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. I wake up feeling refreshed. <laughs> it's hard, man. Sleep hygiene, which I think is such a gross word, but like you really have to work. I have to work so hard for that, like put your phone down, don't look at it before bed. Okay. Do, you know, like to really, really yeah. try to, but I've switched to try to set my alarm, put my phone down, then pick up a book. Oh, do I sound better than, do I sound like a better person than you? Yes. <laughs> I'm just well, trying to yes. sound <laughs> superior. <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> um, literally right now I'm reading the Stephen. I haven't finished the on writing the Stephen King and then Lydia, mm -hmm. is it Lydia Davis? Um, I think uh, she has these wonderful, really short stories. So it's not a huge commitment. Sometimes it'll be a page, like a poem. Sometimes it'll be like maybe up to eight pages. So they're little stories, short stories or poems. And you feel like you kind of, they're really nourishing and fun, but you also like, it's not a massive commitment. Oh my God, you are. But not a novella, just like a, like, uh, yeah, that's been helping. And then, and then I'll, then I'll pick up my phone again. <laughs> That does make you better than me, though, for sure. 100%. Damn it. I'll read three short stories and then be like, oh, I should just check that alarm I just sent. Oh, Twitter, weird. <laughs> Damn it. Do you uh, find that you sleep through the night, though? No. Does anybody? Okay, good. Because I, you know, we're obviously, there's a significant time difference between the two of us right now. Yes. Um, and so I was like, oh, I got to make sure that I like I'm I'm an early riser anyway. There was no yeah. way that I was ever going to be asleep past 6 a.m. anyway. But oh, you always get up at six. I get up a little bit earlier. I get up. I don't want to. Oh. I don't. I, you know what? If I tell you what time I do get up. It will make you sound. But by choice. Like a little superior asshole. Yeah. By choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So 445. So I was like, there's no way that I'm going to oversleep to be on, like to be recording for tech issues at 7am for us to have (laughs) five hours of tech tech issues. (laughs) Gotta be up for that. So, but at like 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and was like asking my little, um, the robot that is next to me, that's, that runs the world. Hey, I can't say her name right now because she'll turn on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it on this recording because so it'll turn on someone else's. Um, but uh, I was like, what time is it? And she told me it's 2.30 in the morning. And I had uh, to ask her like five times. I woke up like five times just because I was uh, But sometimes when I have to wake up, like whenever I'm filming, I find that I get up like 18 million times. If I don't have anything as important, like if it isn't work, I tend to sleep better. That's probably true for everyone, I would guess, obviously. But yeah, I don't know anyone who just feels like, yeah, I get great sleep. I sleep long. I feel good. <laughs> I can't imagine. God, doesn't that sound like a dream though? I mean, I think it's probably, I think if everybody slept, we'd be in such a better place in, in the world. Yeah. But who would do the worrying? That's true. There's a phrase here. Like you worry for England, you know, like you worry for the whole country. You worry a lot. Oh my goodness. I know. I worry for England, but I mean, about my own life. (laughs) (laughs) Does it mean that you are worrying for every single person or you're worried just for England in general? I think the phrase, it's a, such a question. I don't know is the answer. My guess, I worry for England. I think the idea being like, you just, you worry for the whole country, but actually it's not like altruistic. It just means you worry a lot. I use a phrase that just mean I worry a lot, but it's usually selfish. It's almost never about other people. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about fucking other people. Are you kidding me? No, I'm up at 2.30 in the morning worried about myself. Obviously. Do I keep the boots? Do I keep the boots? <laughs> I'm worried about you and your boots. I'm always asking myself that. <laughs> <laughs> Box that microphone. Yeah, just just a little boop. Um, I think you should. I think you, you'll get back on social media. I think uh, that's where we landed on this. We're just for Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know people enjoy. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings. I've I've so mixed oh. about it. But um, I think it's good. I think it's good. Like, I know it's good to like you know see other people and kind of know what people are doing. I guess it keeps you connected in that way. It's good work wise because then people know that you're actually working um, and you remind them of that, which I guess is good. Like I have a couple shows coming out in March. So I feel like maybe I now could be a good time to get back on, but I don't know. I mean, they'll watch them or they won't. What's coming out in March? Oh, I don't know if they've announced that yet. So there's a show that might be coming out at some point in the year. (laughs) (laughs) whoops um and then um also at some point in the year is outlaws um also on amazon so yes so at some point don't know what month (laughs) (laughs) nailed it great (laughs) perfect flawless uh self-promotion there as always um i don't you know it's tricky i don't know how to wrap these up yet so do you um Do you want to wrap it up for yourself? Do you want to self-wrap? Just wrap it up by saying that um, I think people will love listening to you and um, your various podcasts. You have um, multiple. And also um, hearing over the course of whichever podcast you're doing, all the interesting things that you're into um, and that you're passionate about um, and your charity. So I advise people to continue to listen to you and continue to learn from you. and thanks for thanks for joining. 
That feels like what I'm going to use for every single episode now. That was so nice. Thank you. <laughs> What's your, why don't, do you tell people about your charity on these or no, you keep it separate? Um, no, I, I tell people, I tell people about it. It's, uh, it's for voting. It's a nonprofit for voter education. They can go to raisingvoters.org and uh, we'll teach them how to make sure that they're registered to vote, teach them how to, for free. Um, I mean, it's free to register to vote, but like there are courses on there to teach them how to have uh, conversations with their friends about upcoming elections. Where That's everyone awesome. Knows how to like stay calm and just know that the election is coming and figure out how to like have conversations that turn their friends out to go vote and all that kind of stuff. So raisingvoters.org. Thank you. Love it. Love um, it. It's really good to see you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me, I should say. Thank you for doing this. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go put on my, um, my sweat pads okay. and, um, and get to this Christmas party. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find Mercea on Instagram at Mercea Monroe, where as of this recording, her last post was August of 2021. And the post before that was August of 2019. So enjoy. The show is at Kim Moffat is a fan on Instagram and TikTok. And if you're looking for me, I'm at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter and at Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. If you have a second and like what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing the show. It really helps us find new listeners. Also, it makes me feel good. That's it. Have a great day.